Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wi-Fi Tribe podcast. Today, we are excitedly talking all about Mexico. Alex Holzhammer joins the podcast. He is from Cologne, Germany, and he is a digital marketer who specializes in e-commerce, and he's been a full-time digital nomad for quite a while now, and he went to Mexico for what was supposed to be a month, and he's ended up being there for uh, basically the whole last past year. And he only took a small break away from Mexico for New Year's where he went into up in, or down into Central America. And yeah, he is the perfect person um, to talk to about why Mexico seems to be the place for digital nomads, both before and during COVID. Um, it just seems like it's a place where everybody wants to go right now. It's one of the hotspots of the world. There's there's great co-working places. There's great accommodations and, and a lot of things for uh, that really draw in digital nomads and people that work remotely. So sat down with Alex and spoke about that. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good things to cover. And there's uh, a lot of reasons why Mexico is a great place for digital nomads. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Alex Holzhammer from Germany. Good pronunciation. Alex and I met. Thank you. Alex and I met in Mexico, in Mexico City, uh, last year. And yeah, he he loves traveling in that part of the world. So Alex, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and why you choose to spend, you know, what the last year in Mexico, more or less? Yes. So um, when did it start? Let me do the math. I came here to this country in Sep- no, October, October, November, December. One, two, three, four, five. yeah. Eight months now? No, very wrong. Ten? <laughs> a lo- almost a year, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I came here because of the Mexico City chapter, actually. Um, and then with very few exceptions, which have been Nicaragua for... New Year's Eve and Christmas, and Guatemala for, yeah, I want to see Antigua, um, have spent all this time until now. It's now uh, beginning of July here in Mexico. Um, planned was one month. <laughs> Came a little more. Um, well, first of all, it's beautiful. Um, I really like it here. Um, the food is obviously one of the best in the world. Um, the weather is awesome. You have you have the city of uh, yeah Mexico City itself, which is, in my view, one of the coolest cities in the world. Um, and on the other hand, you have all these, um, yeah, beach towns and and nature all around. And yeah, in the end, it's a huge country that has so much to offer. So you can actually spend a lot, a lot of time here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fairly big. I remember when I was in undergrad, one of my teachers, one of my professors in Latin American studies, said that Mexico was her favorite country, and it's so big and you can explore. And she said, get away from the tourist places and get away from, you know, just the beach resort areas, and explore. And it's one of the best countries. And 
uh, yeah, it seems like that's what you did, right? Like you, you came in to Mexico City and then started exploring the whole country. So um, I'm curious to hear what what you thought when you started exploring, you know, away from the more well-traveled areas. Yeah, so I, I think there's a big difference in the perception of the country between Europeans and, and Americans. Um, for Americans, is this summer getaway, Cancun, let's party, spring break, and so on. And for Europeans, I think many Europeans don't even have a big perception of the country, except for like the, the absolute stereotypes of like tacos and tequila and I don't know what. Um, but yeah, for me, when I came here, it was super exotic. And um, so, yeah, I, the first time I came here, I actually went on a, on a Wi-Fi tribe chapter in, in Playa del Carmen, where I'm now. And um, yeah, it is very touristic here. That's very true. But you can do a lot of stuff, like go to different islands and visit Cenote, which are like water holes somewhere in the nature where you can swim and do adventure stuff, um, all of that. And um, yeah, that might... I just spent this one month that was almost two years ago now. And then I came to the to the chapter in Mexico City that we just talked about. And yeah, that has nothing to do with what people know from I don't know, Yucatan, from Cancun, Playa del Carmen, Tulum, all that. Um, it's just such a huge city. I think if you count it all together, it's about like 20 million people or something. Um, and for European, that is, well, except for London, maybe, which is if you count everything together a lot. But for German, that's hard to grasp a huge city like that and and it's just everything's moving all the time it's vivid it's it's um yeah it's always something new it's just such a cultural place with lots of arts and parks and and artists and as i said the food scene is one of the best i've ever seen anywhere in the world so from the i don't know eight pesos taco which is how much is that like 30 cents 30 euro cents or something to the 200 dollar top 10 restaurants in the world you have everything in between and um yeah that's that was very exciting and then from there on to puerto escondido to um, oaxaca to to guanajuato to just very different kinds of the of the country that i've never heard of before from mountain ranges ranges to um the tiniest beach towns uh, where where everything's about surf and, and and nothing else um, where you, you have a hard time actually finding the right Wi-Fi to work from. Um, yeah. 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 I was going to ask about that, actually. So you obviously work remotely. Um, yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about your job and how you've been able to do that while traveling in Mexico? And sometimes the Wi-Fi is a bit harder to find. Other times it's really good. Um, you know, I know from experience as well. And yeah, just what has it been like being in that country in those different, very uh yeah very different areas and having to work the whole time and how have you been able to do that yeah so i work in digital marketing or well by now i, I more work in e-commerce um what i do is on the one hand i uh i do i consult other companies in, in digital marketing and on the other side i have um, a handful of online shops in in germany um Part of that is supplements. My favorite one at the moment is um, a beer pong table shop <laughs> that we recently acquired. Um, so yeah, I I have a lot of yeah. All my work is always online, so I always need internet. And um, yeah, of course, if you go to Mexico City, it's the easiest job to find reliable internet. There's 
tons and tons of internet cafes of co-workings there's we work there's everything um just as you might find it in in the us or in europe um so there's no problem at all um the same holds true for for cities like playa like the more developed places it's it's actually very easy to to find reliable and and good internet um yeah of course on the other hand if you if you get a little more adventurous if you go to um let's say puerto escondido which is a which nomads like very much at the moment um well sometimes three hours the whole city is without internet that's just a thing that can happen um where not even the banks or i don't know i wanted to get away from 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 puerto escondido with the bus and my my ticket was on my was in my emails and i couldn't access them with my phone because there was no internet not even lte or whatever and i just said to the bus driver hey i have a ticket can you look it up in your system and he was like well i can't but we'll just get, just hop on <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so this happens it doesn't happen all the time but um yeah depending on what your near future or your your upcoming month looks like maybe you you decide where you want actually want to go but all in all when it comes to latin america in general i would say mexico has rather good internet and of course puerto escondido is very undeveloped they are um yeah growing like crazy i would say at the moment there's lots of stuff going on but from a very low basis so um and there's other um, places like that too yeah, we're, yeah, I imagine uh, it'll just get better, right? Like as as more people go there and set up uh, to work remotely. And I think it's one of those places, it's probably best to get there now, right? Before it becomes more developed. Like yeah, exactly. Playa or I think, Cancun or something. Yeah, exactly. I think that comes hand in hand. If, it, if everything is more convenient, better internet and all that, then more people will come there and it gets less adventurous and more mainstream. But it's always a balance that, you what you want yeah so i i find it very interesting how you said there's different perspectives from uh europe to north america or even you know from canadian to american uh, perceptions Mm -hmm. of mexico and you know i think in canada where i'm from it's more like a holiday destination on beaches and in the u.s it could be you know border towns and um you know if you're in california there's a lot of mexican-americans and um so yeah, it's very interesting to hear from a European perspective that you don't really know much about the country. It's not, you know, it's not the same as how we grew up where Mexico is a part of North America, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people tend to think of it as a part of Central America, it really is North America. And, yeah. you know, it's, it extends down into Central America, down in, you know, Yucatan, Quintana Roo. Um, but yeah, so I'm really curious then as a European, what, what you thought going in, and I know you only plan to spend a month there or whatever, but just the the whole the thinking behind um, yeah, what you expected and then what you actually experienced. Yeah. So when you talk to, well, I can mostly talk about Germans when I, when I refer to Europeans, but let's say when you talk to Germans about Mexico and you say, Hey, I'm going to Mexico city. Cancun is a thing people know from like spring break and all that. And, and the beaches, it's more known for, as a, as a destination for vacation. But if you say you go to Mexico city, um, there's often two questions that come. First one is why. <laughs> and the second one is, isn't that dangerous? Um, yeah. Yeah. In, in many German like imaginations, I think Mexico City is this loud, chaotic, 
dirty, dangerous thing, place where you, yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I would, I would, I would want, like, I would think in many European heads, it's like that. And um, even from some Americans, I heard like, I would not go to Mexico City. I would not feel safe living there. And having been there for almost two months, not in a row, but in total, um, I would say actually, yeah, exactly, right? Like we we stayed in Polanco, which is more like Beverly Hills than Mexico. Um, then you have Roma, you have Condesa, which are like the most, uh, where, where most foreigners and expats also staying, like the most hip areas. They're more they're more secure than some places in Cologne, like where I'm from. And um, yeah, also it's yeah, it's a very hip city especially in these areas where you you're always like have the feeling you you can find in something new and a cool restaurant or a cool cafe and um yeah ride on scooters in the bike lanes <laughs> which is faster than traffic because yeah, the traffic the is most, so bad <laughs> exactly that was definitely the most dangerous thing i've done <laughs> yeah 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 remember, we, uh, i one, mean you know right yeah uh, one time uh yeah yeah we we rode those scooters for a good 35 minutes for tortas in um i think it was yeah. roma and that was so fun but it was also roma, a little yeah. bit terrifying <laughs> yeah i did this on a way on a, on a weekly basis like at least once a week we went to this torta place with alex um to because it was just so good like some of, some of the best sandwiches i ever had um yeah it was worth it but also <laughs> yeah so um yeah just kind of alluding to that it seems like New mexico is like the spot right now or at least um you know when the world is more normal is the spot to go to for digital nomads it seems like that was you know whether it was uh puerto escondido whether it was playa whether it's mexico city or even puerto vallarta and it just seems like yeah that's where everyone's going why do you think that is compared to you know other places um i think one big reason is just logistics i think like it, too many places you just can't go at the moment. I, I think Mexico was one of the only countries in the world, it was just a handful that never closed its borders. Um, but even before that, so, you know, like even in, in the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, before anything COVID, it, it seemed like the place to be for most digital nomads or most remote workers. Um, yeah, maybe so, that was a biased feeling because, you know, I, I was there for a bit of it, but it seemed like that's like where everybody was going. And it just yep. seemed to be like, you know, in Wi-Fi Tribe, it was like the place to go. And, and you know, very experienced, you know, veteran digital nomads were going there and just, you know, exploring. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious, why do you think that is? Or do you think that is? Like, do, do you think that even is the case? Or am I just misreading that? Um, I think it's a, it's definitely a country where, where many people want to want to spend a lot of time if you can work and live wherever you want. Um, one reason... One main reason I would guess is the balance between cost of living and quality of life. So um, things are cheap here. I mean, and even here uh, in, in Playa del Carmen, which is pretty touristically developed, you can have such nice dinners um, for for very little money, especially when Americans come here. The price differences are so so big. And yeah, exactly. And the food is so good. Like I would never have that quality of food for I don't know anywhere near that price in Germany or yeah. So that that is one big reason I think. Um, 
the other one is that some places are just interesting for nomads in particular, right? As, especially, um, um, it's not my favorite part of Mexico, but Tulum is like a huge thing in the nomad scene. Um, then you have Puerto Escondido, which is up and coming. You have Mexico City. Um, these are just nomad hotspots, uh, I would say, um, because it has this kind of vibe that, that digital nomads just very much like. Um, so I think that's a big thing as well for Americans, because, I mean, the bigger, bigger part of digital nomads are U.S. Americans and Canadians, I would say. And for you guys, it's just so close. So I think that's a, that's a thing as well. So yeah, I think that is part of it. And I also think too, or was thinking um, that because it's big, right? So if you compare everywhere you just said, you know, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico City, Puerto Escondido, or even Oaxaca as a whole, um, Playa, even, yeah, down to Tulum, you know, that's a lot of ground to cover. It's a lot of different regions. There's a lot of different places. Yeah. And if you compare that to like Antigua, Guatemala, you know, that's, it's a very small area in comparison. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think it also has to do with the size of the country. So if you look at Mexico, um, because it's so big, you get a lot of people going there in different regions. You can explore for a long time. Whereas, you know, if you spend that same amount of time, you spend a year in like Belize, for instance, I love Belize, like the, one of my favorite countries in the world in a year, you can see like almost, if you try, you could see like almost every corner of it and you can explore like almost all of it, just so much smaller, just land wise. And yeah, yeah, I wonder if that's a part of it too. And, um, you know, kind of like, you know, you could explore the United States for a full year and not even see a portion of it. Cause it's so big. I think Mexico, you know, is big, a lot of people and uh, a lot of different, a lot of subtle differences too, between different places, right? Your differences in Oaxaca versus, um, you know, Sinaloa or wherever, or Quintana Roo. Yeah, the difference between regions like Quintana Roo versus Yucatan versus um, like Chiapas, Oaxaca, uh, yeah. uh, Sinaloa. Like they're all very different places and, and subtle differences, which are fun to, you know, get to know and explore and get to know people and get to know the area. So, yeah, yeah I think that's part of it, too. I mean, when, when the whole COVID situation actually hit and, and it was right before all the borders were closed down, I was in I was actually in Antigua, what you just mentioned. Um, and I just left Mexico uh, two or three weeks ago, and I was there with with Jules, another triber, and um, we were both um, we were sitting in a Selena cafe working, and thinking, oh, do we want to be trapped in in Antigua where it's cold and we don't know anyone, and and it's yeah, it's life at the beach is just a better life than in the mountains, I would say, <laughs> long term. Um, the weather is better and everything, so. And then not saying Guatemala is a bad place or anything. It was lovely. Like I, I really liked it and there would have been more to see. But we just knew that so many people are going to be here because of what you just said, because it's so so many nomads and, and travelers like it um, that we thought, well, let's, let's hop on the next flight tomorrow and, and go to Playa. That was also one day after Wi-Fi Tribe announced that there's going to be a hub in Playa Carmen. So that was actually the one reason why we went and yeah since then we've been here since mid-march or something and it was a very good decision because we, we've been living with seven eight or more um other people that are working from home like us um for for all this time and i think 
there could have been way worse uh, ways to spend quarantine, which was like we had quarantine here in Mexico too for quite some time um, than this. Um, yeah, that that sounds not so bad. There was some people had it worse. Um, a few people might have had it better. I don't know. Everyone had a different experience when it came to quarantine and where they were in the world or how they dealt with it, job situations, everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you guys were able to, you know, be positive through that and, and are okay today. I'm glad you guys are, are all right. Um, one other thing I really wanted to ask you, though, is because I know you speak Spanish pretty well, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know how common that is for a German person to be so good at Spanish. Depends how often you go to Spain for vacation. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Mallorca. Yeah, is Mallorca part of Germany? Well, you never learn Uh, Spanish in Mallorca. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, nothing makes sense to me with all of that. But, uh, yeah, how has that that allowed you to have a different or better uh, experience while you're in Mexico? Because, I mean, just from my own experience, I speak Spanish okay. Know, decent but it, it takes some effort and it's not you know just easily fluent and i imagine you probably got to experience some things that other people wouldn't and uh yeah maybe just if if you could compare that with some of your friends who were there who didn't speak spanish and like uh yeah just the difference because i know some people want to go and, and, and speak the language and that's how they really get to know it but other people just you know whether or not they are into learning or they just aren't able to learn or they or they want to just you know go regardless but yeah if you could just kind of uh yeah describe how yeah. spanish has helped you really get to get to know the country better um, but also what it would be like if you didn't speak spanish if you think it would be if you would have had just as good an experience or you know if that really made a difference i would definitely say it, it changed uh, my different uh, my experience would have been way way different if i if i didn't speak spanish because you can just interact in a very different way and i also have the feeling that many people treat you differently when you speak the language um you, you get like often not only mexicans but in general in in countries where there's you, you come as a i don't know rich european rich american when that stereotype some people want to get some more money out of you, and um, that does that definitely happens way less um, when they understand that you speak actually their language. Um, that's one thing, but that's a tiny thing. That, that was just something I, I definitely experienced. But um, the the positive sides of it were were a lot. You can I don't know the, there were um, evenings or parties or whatever where you would be in a hostel with with other people and. You would just in, that was in Cancun actually, where there was a Mexican group and an American tourist group, and neither spoke the other's language. Um, and I just yeah, with two or three others, we just started to to talk to the to the Mexican group, and I, I think that night ended at I don't know seven in the morning after going for street tacos at four and have a tequila tasting at someone's home I've never seen before at at five. Um, <laughs> I think these things are just less likely to happen if you can talk to these to, to the people you, you, you would like to go with or, or spend time with or talk to or whatever. Um, that is definitely a different thing. I, yeah, you, you connect to so much, so many more people because you can get out of your, your expat traveler bubble and actually engage with other people. Um, 
that is yeah a way different experience i would say especially if you're american or um i mean i guess canadian too uh, but learning it is one of the easier languages to learn at least to have some basic proficiency in and i love that people in mexico especially uh, encourage you to try to learn and, and help you as opposed to places like germany where you try to speak german and you just get <laughs> they they speak english so well they just say why are you speaking <laughs> just speak english <laughs> and you don't you never get to learn german so that's, i think learning spanish is really good that is in yeah i mean i have that everywhere i have that in heidelberg i have that in yeah, oh, yeah, baden Württemberg, <laughs> everywhere but anyway it's yeah in mexico it's I, I love that. It's part of what I love about it is you, you really can learn and it really helped me improve my Spanish being there. Yeah. I also, I also think it's many people, like we have some of them, like Vali here, for example, he, he actually understands a lot. And w when you give him three beers, he actually starts understanding and engaging in Spanish conversations. But then if <laughs> before that, he, he just refuses because, and, and I think many people, are a little scared to make mistakes or not say things properly. And as you said, most people like don't care. Like uh, no Mexican or no Spanish speaking person would just laugh at you if you mispronounced uh, a word or didn't say a language, uh, um, a sentence correctly. Um, yeah. They're happy that you try to speak the language when you're in their country. And I think, yeah, that, that's the thing many people don't really where they don't trust them, themselves enough um, to just go out there and, and talk and try to have conversations. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's a, such a good thing. And I mean, if you're going to pick a place to spend a lot of time being a digital nomad, exploring, it just seems like the best place because it's so big. You know, everything you just went over, you know, the size, the, the subtle differences, the ease of the language, the food. And the other people too, like not just Mexican people, but also the other digital nomads that are there in the community you can develop. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I, I wanted to speak with you about this because I know you've spent a lot of time there recently, especially. And is yeah, just part of this this group of people that are really, really, I think getting the most out of one of the best places on earth. And yeah, cutting through that, that stereotype of being just violent and, you know scary and i mean yes there is violence in mexico for sure but that that vibe of just you know being that stereotypically bad place i don't think i don't think that's true or that's real yeah i think especially in a, in a country like mexico that is so big um there are so big differences between the areas of the country mexico city is a huge city, of course, um, and, and there's always going to be crime and, and violence, but that doesn't only hold true for Mexico. Um, but there are areas where you just shouldn't go, and people let, like will tell you that. You shouldn't go to uh, um, like some areas that are just not made for tourists. There's a lot of drug wars going on and all of that stuff, um, but you, you don't go there. Um, and apart from that, of course, yeah, it's a little... Just be smart. Be smart. Exactly. Listen. Pay attention. Yeah. Ask questions. And make sure you know where you're going and what you're doing. And, and you know, that's like a lot of places in the world. I think that's good advice for you know, a lot of a lot of areas. Yeah. If, if you go to a country where there's more poverty than in your own country, then, of course, there's also more, more crime uh, that goes hand in hand. Um, and maybe it's more probable that you get pickpocketed or 
whatever happens. But nothing ever happened to me. I, I got, I spent, what was that, last year? I spent almost a year in Latin America. I went to Mallorca to visit a friend and got beaten up. My wallet got stolen. <laughs> so um, it was more dangerous than my whole time in Colombia, Mexico, um, and, and all of these countries. Um, so, yeah. It's as you I said. Like the, the moral fun. of that story is, yeah, stay in Latin America. For you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Alex, thanks so much. Um, I I could talk to you for hours and rehash old stories of us riding on scooters and eating tacos <laughs> and street side, amazing yeah. street side carts, and uh, and all that. But um, yeah, thank you for sharing with everybody uh, your insights and you know what what makes Mexico such a good place and. Uh, hopefully it becomes a place we can all go relatively soon. I know right now we can, like it's open and, you know, anyone who wants to go is able to go, but hopefully, you know, the world just gets a bit more um, regular in the next while. And if so, I'll see you down there. Definitely. There's already a lot of Americans uh, coming like the last week, I think five or six people arrived or something. And there's going to be more. Oh. All right. Well, maybe sooner rather than later then. <laughs> exactly all right man, yeah, take care eat a, eat a nice taco for me i will i have a good place here i, I actually have a couple of them <laughs> <laughs> all right alex thank Thanks, you very man. much I'll, I'll talk to you later take care man mm-hmm.